That's a terrible back header into the path of Iguain, who should have opened the scoring in the World Cup ahead. It's the 2014 World Cup final in Brazil. Germany are facing Argentina. And while two teams from different continents do get out for the ultimate honour, something very interesting is happening in a corporate box high above the crowds. An eclectic mix of world leaders are sat together watching the game. This includes South Africa's Jacob Zuma, Germany's Angela Merkel, and Russia's Vladimir Putin. It's hard to imagine what these world leaders would discuss during those 90 minutes, as they help themselves to the open bar and browse the buffet. But it's a great moment that encapsulates the opportunity a major sports fixture offers the field of diplomacy. Germany are the champions of the world. Illuminate the dark sky over Rio. Welcome to Soft Power, a podcast that will explore the impact Welsh sport has on the brand of Wales and how it's applied in the real world. My name is Rhys Waters. There, there are, there are. Many, many opportunities, but the, the groundwork needs to be done way before. This is Gavin Price. He co-authored a report for the British Council called Towards a Welsh Sports Diplomacy Strategy. According to him, there are certain ingredients needed to make a sporting event a success for diplomacy. So if, we, if we're using Wales as a case study, it's about Wales reaching out to um, the, the relevant um, sports federation and the relevant government and saying that um, we have this fixture in town. There are three areas that we think are of really strong mutual interest or benefit. Can, can we do something around those? You know, if it's in the best interest, for example, uh, maybe do more trade between, say, Wales and Turkey or Wales and Croatia. Could we, could we invite um, various businesses um, from both countries to, to a trade forum, maybe deploy um, some of our players, coaches, or, or, or past players to open procedures, maybe talk more broadly about sport, and then that leads to the more formal side of things. Or is it, or do we have a common interest in some kind of um, um, progressive values? So Wales, New Zealand is, is a really good one. You know, could we be looking to do something um, um, together, maybe at the Rugby World Cup around, I don't know, future generations or um, using um, rugby or sport as, as, as a form of, of um, educating people about wider culture, language, maybe Pacific Island values, um, maybe um, the Welsh language or something like that. So it's about doing that that legwork. You know, the events can happen either before the game or after the game. I think they're usually better on the build-up just because um, as long as you're mindful that they need to prepare, I think there's more energy and interest. Often once the, the games are finished, you know, people are tired, they, they probably have limited windows and they want to get back to their home countries or clubs or whatever. The opportunity is endless. It's Saturday the 27th of August, 2022. Wales's women's rugby team are facing the Canadian national team in a test match in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's a humid, sunny day in downtown Halifax. And there are 
representatives of Rugby Nova Scotia making their way through the grandstand, selling 50-50-50 tickets in support of their youth program. In one of the VIP boxes, draped bunting of Welsh flags is blowing in the breeze. Andrew Wagstaff, the head of Wales in Canada, is attended in person and will be the on-the-ground diplomat. Halifax is a city the size of Cardiff and the hub of Canada's east coast. For Andrew, the early signs are good. There seems to be a sizable Welsh expat contingent growing in the stands. I'm really impressed by the Welsh turnout today. Uh, there are loads of Welsh flags in the audience that I'm really happy about. We're hosting some of our contacts here from Canada, but also from Wales, some members of the Welsh diaspora. Um, and there's a real buzz, I think, in the stadium. I find Welsh and Canadian people very, very similar uh, in the sense that they're both super, super friendly people. They're really easy to talk to. Andrew is never surprised by this buzz. In his role, it's familiar. For Welsh people living in Canada, I think that they're really proud of being Welsh. However, sometimes Welshness isn't really obvious. Um, for British people living in Canada, there's always a British Chamber of Commerce, or you'll see even Canadian people with Union Jacks on their T-shirts or whatever. And of course, a lot of the Canadian provinces have got Union. Uh, the Union flag is part of their logo. Whereas for Welsh people, um, there isn't as much visibility for Wales in Canada. However, I think that means that when you are Welsh, you're very, very proud uh, to to show your Welshness through other means. So sport is a great example where Welsh people are very proud of, we're very proud of our sporting heritage because we're very, very good at it. Uh, rugby's a great example of that. And so I find that Welsh people really show, keep their connections with Wales whilst living in Canada through things like this today, through rugby, through sport, through music, through Welsh language. We've got some Welsh language speakers here today. And it's those sort of, uh, soft power things uh, that remind us of home that I think Welsh people really, really keep alive when they travel abroad. I think rugby as an export is an obvious thing for Wales to be exporting. It's one of our strongest exports, to be honest. Um, we're, it's something that we're very, very good at. There's a real passion for sport in Wales. It's not just part of our culture, but it's also part of our economy. Um, and we have a great reception uh, when we come out to places like Canada for not just rugby, but Welsh sports in general. It's such a strong piece of our identity. It's something that unites people, but also has an economic benefit back in Wales. That this is the perfect thing, A, to be exporting, but B, the thing that kind of brings people together when we come out to Canada and we're trying to showcase Wales. The anthem starts and the game is about to begin. And we stumble across somebody in the crowd that fits this profile. So I'm originally from Cambridge and my wife is from Cape Breton, a little place called Sydney and the furthest she would go from Cape Breton was Halifax, so she made me move over. And that was 21 years ago, and the kids were all born and brought up here. For his son and daughter, it's a great opportunity to get a taste of the heritage their father shares passionately. I tell you what, listening to the Welsh anthem is definitely a really, really cool thing to listen to. Like, feeling just, it's just the power behind it, you know what I mean. Like, it, it's impressive, that's what it is. I think the Welsh anthem is really nice, except for when my dad sings it. You can only hear him, not anything else. It's not something that I really think about anymore, because uh, I'm a Canadian citizen now, I teach you, but I only watch British TV. So Canadian citizen, you're a British citizen. And Canadian. British. He, he got a citizenship. 
I have a Canadian passport. Do you have a British one? Yes. Then just say, here's my Canadian passport and show them the British one. Well, I do a bit of both. For Les and his family, rugby is typically the main window to Welsh culture. Um, definitely something interesting when you're watching him watch it. It's definitely uh, a lot more entertaining watching him watch it. Um, his reactions, he's very fond of the sports, as you might be able to tell. I scream a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened was we were watching a game one time, and then they scored, and then he jumped up from the sofa and just, yes, let's go! I thought something was wrong. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, and I was running around the house screaming. It scared me because all I could hear was thump, 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 thump. That game, yeah, that's why I was screaming. <laughs> Canada is a country with a huge immigrant population, with a mix of cultures from every corner of the globe. So while his son may not overtly display his Welshness, it still appears in unexpected ways funny because uh, in middle school I would say because like I, I had a bunch of people from all over the world over at my middle school and a lot of them did not believe that I was Welsh in any way and then on one day I was just on a voice call with a couple of them and I called it a hoover I, I said oh I have to hoover and all of them started laughing so it's entertaining trying to balance especially the language between it that's basically it I teach my class as much as I can about Wales um, last time I was home, I bought a set of books by Shoe Rainer. It's called uh, Dragon Gold, and it's a kid's book, but it talks about the history of Wales, like the red dragon and the white dragon, and how the history came between the English and the Welsh. And my class really enjoyed it, so I read the whole set to them. So my class is probably no more about Wales than anyone else in Canada. While the game on the field gets moving, this match has created an amazing opportunity for the Welsh government to further build important relationships in Atlantic Canada. It's great that we have people from Wales coming out to Canada. We were able to use that uh, as an opportunity. Funnily enough, Dr. Frank Atherton, the Welsh, uh, the Chief Medical Officer for Wales, used to be the Deputy Chief Medical Officer in Nova Scotia. Um, and so he used to work very closely with um, Dr. Robert Strang, uh, the current Chief Medical Officer of Nova Scotia, um, who steered uh, the province of Nova Scotia through the, the COVID-19 pandemic. The two of them have a, have a personal connection um, and have known each other for a long time. Just to jump in, as someone who lived in Nova Scotia during the pandemic, I can personally testify that Dr. Strang's sound handling of COVID-19 means he is now an icon in this province, country, and also he's known internationally. Nova Scotia performed on a par with places like New Zealand in terms of keeping numbers down, and his reputation is now legendary. This close link Wales has to a historic public health figure cannot be understated. We've never had the opportunity to really engage uh, Dr. Strang, nor have we ever really had a reason to. However, sport is something that opened that conversation. It was an opportunity for us to engage with Dr. Strang. I'm here today because I'm a former rugby player, a big rugby fan, and uh, I've actually got a little uh, wager on this game with uh, my colleague, your, the Welsh Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Frank Atherton. He used to work with me here in Nova Scotia, so we've got a little something riding on the game too. 
uh, you know, when I played a long time ago, but there's always Welsh teams coming on tour. Touring's not so much of a thing, but and I know at the national level, we've had lots of support uh, from the Welsh Rugby Union in terms of coaches and uh, I think just the history and what we can learn from Wales and, and what Wales and other countries can bring to Canada. It's, it, rugby's a global, a global game, and so uh, I, I think it's really important that these kind of games and, uh, and we bring two countries and two kind of uh, uh, almost cultures together. We were able to use sport as a way to connect with not just new connections in Canada, but sometimes even just bring out connections out of the woodwork, connections that might exist already, but there isn't a natural place to start a conversation. We were able to use the rugby match as a as an icebreaker really well i think it's everybody's here for the love of rugby today and it's yeah you know i'm, I'm being hosted in the welsh box thank you very much uh but it's all very good natured and we're all enjoying a wonderful game of rugby at, at a wonderful setting and uh, i think that's what it's all about ultimately whether you played or somehow in a game you're out here today just enjoying the next generation of players and uh, and, and and seeing the what what a good game of rugby can really be connections like that are invaluable because I remember during the COVID-19 pandemic, at the very beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, when everything was new, we didn't know exactly how to handle the situation. Um, we, as Welsh government, were using our international offices to try and get either intel or just not information sharing from not dissimilar organizations around the world to see how they were doing things. We were sharing the way that we do things in Wales, but we were also learning from other regions, other provinces, other countries around the world as to how they were doing things. Having those connections across all levels of government is really important so that at a time when you need those connections, you can reach out to those people and you have a relationship and they're going to work with you straight away. And often those relationships are cultivated in advance through potentially through soft power means um it's all very well having a, a serious conversation about health policy for example however in your moment of need the conversation that you had might not necessarily be relevant to the situation that you're in at the time the most important bit is the relationship that you have with these people so being able to use something like sport or music or culture as a way of building personal relationships with people means that then in a time of need, you're able to call on these people to to do what it is that you're wanting to do in that moment. It, with Dr. Strang um, and the COVID-19 pandemic, it was, it was about health policy and about uh, ensuring that the way that we were doing things in Wales was best for the people of Wales. How did we do that? We worked with international partners to see what they were doing, to see what worked for them. Are there things that we can transfer from Wales uh, abroad? Um, but we wouldn't have been able to do things like that without the personal relationships there in the first place. And often the way of creating real personal relationships is over areas of real common personal interest be that sport be that music be that culture often those soft power things are what you can use to get the conversation started build the relationship in the first instance and then once you've built and cultivated that relationship you have something that is of tangible benefit to either your work or in our case for the people of wales further down the line And while Wales eventually lost on the field, 
I couldn't help but feel that the sports diplomacy on the sidelines was definitely winning. The atmosphere in the VIP box was still one of celebration. So I'm Hugh and I'm the member of the Senate for Ogmore in South Wales. Well, what struck me in the time I've been across here uh, and all the people I've met is how strong that bond is, uh, not only on a personal level, uh, but also in terms of business as well. Uh, and there's some great work being done out here with that Wales-Canada relationship uh, on a range of different businesses, from environmental businesses uh, through to cyber businesses, aerospace businesses and others. Uh, and that's been really good to see. But I have to say, it's been nice here today at the rugby match because I'm bumping into people from Glencorug, from Cowbridge, from Bridgend, uh, from all places that I know. So it's like the Welsh expat community is very strong. All Welsh people, naturally, we have homesickness uh, gene within us, uh, but they love it out here. Uh, and they love the big open spaces. And that's, that strikes me a little bit like what is back home in Wales. In the best of Wales, what you have is you've got the big cities, the big urban conurbations, but you can get up into the Brecons, get down to the Gower, get down to the beaches. Well, here, they get up into the big mountains with things like bears and coyotes and moose and so on. We don't have any of those back home, thank goodness. But the relationship between Canada and Wales, what struck me while I've been out here is just how strong it is and how warm those bonds are. In the next episode, we will look at the grassroots impact that happens around these showpiece events. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please visit wales.com slash Canada to meet the team behind it and to find out more. This has been a Podstarter production. production.